Welcome to Ted In Your Head, the podcast where we grab a hold of our minds and ask, what's happening here? Where we answer the question, what can I do with this? And where we seek to powerfully decide, this is what I want to create. This is your host, Ted Moreno. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, a success performance coach, and a fellow explorer of what is possible. Come on, let's check it out. Greetings and welcome to Ted In Your Head podcast number 11, Why You Need Discomfort. So I'll tell you a story like I like to do. One hot summer's day a few years back, I was in the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I was on a river rafting trip with a company called Arizona River Runners and about 30 other people. My buddy Brian was driving the boat on this nine-day trip down the Colorado River through the Grand Canyon. A great experience. So anyway, one evening after dinner, while people were pitching their tents and settling down for the evening, one of the passengers came running up to me and Brian to tell us that there was a rattlesnake near the tents. So Brian grabbed his snake tool and we headed off to capture the snake and relocate him to another part of the beach. A snake tool, in case you don't know, is a long, skinny metal tube with a, with a wire or a cord in it that makes a loop at the end so you can grab the snake. You don't want to hurt him, you just want to take him someplace else. So we headed off. A few of the passengers were really freaked out because they'd never seen a rattlesnake. Of course, myself, spending a lot of time in the desert, living in Tucson, Arizona, I'd seen my share of rattlesnakes and you know, you want to avoid them, but it's not like they're going to come running after you. So anyway, we went to go get the snake, but try as we might, we couldn't get close enough to snag it. The snake kept retreating deep in the brush and obviously preferred to stay there. So we assured the frightened passengers that snakes would rather avoid people and that this snake would try to get as far away from us as possible. Because snakes really don't like to hang out with humans. So, fast forward on the last day of the trip, a woman came up to me and Brian, and she told us that she was so uncomfortable with snakes, so fearful about the fact that there was snakes out there, that she decided to stop drinking water. Her plan was to get so dehydrated that she would have to be helicoptered out of the Grand Canyon. Now, temperatures at the bottom of the canyon can get as high as 120 degrees in the summer, so if you don't drink water, you get dehydrated bad enough that you'll have to be flown out to the nearest hospital. And that'll cost you about $1,500 for the ride. So she had a choice. She could possibly risk her life by getting dehydrated and pay for evacuation from a trip which she'd already spent a good deal of money on, or she could face her discomfort in order to experience a once-in-a-lifetime adventure. Well, she chose to stick it out. She realized that to experience the beauty and majesty of the Grand Canyon from a boat on the river, she would have to endure some discomfort. And like any wilderness expedition, a river trip down the Grand Canyon involves blazing heat, sleeping in a tent, no shower or public facilities, and an array of wildlife, including poisonous snakes. So at the end of the trip, she shared that it was one of the most incredible experiences of her life, and she made the decision that she was going to endure some discomfort to have this wonderful experience.
So as I sit here, I wonder how many opportunities for growth I have passed up because I wanted to avoid some discomfort. And I can ask you the same question. How many exciting adventures have you missed out on? How much of the juice of life have you left behind because it might involve some discomfort? T. Harv Ecker says in his book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, the only time you're actually growing is when you're uncomfortable. So wherever you are now in your life, financially, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, that's within your comfort zone. To grow, to learn, to change, you need to step out of that comfort zone and get uncomfortable. It's not easy to do something you've never done before. It won't feel right. You won't be doing it perfect. You'll feel out of place. It's not what you thought. However, with a little consistency and by doing it regularly, something interesting happens. It starts to get easier. And if you persist, something amazing happens. Whatever you're trying to do becomes very comfortable to do and possibly uncomfortable not to do. So for instance, I have the habit of getting up and taking a walk every morning. And when I'm on a roll, when I've been doing this for three or four or five weeks or a few months in a row, and for some reason or other, I can't get out and take my walk, that feels uncomfortable. I'm like, oh man, I didn't take my walk and it just bothers me. And I remember one day I decided that I was just going to sleep in and I couldn't. My body was like, get up, get up, get up. Contrast that with times like recently when I was a whole week or two weeks without walking and then getting out and taking my walk was really, really challenging. So this is how habits are formed. You give your subconscious mind time to get comfortable with something new by walking through the initial discomfort. I mean, this seems obvious, except, of course, when we're in that experience. Think about the things you want to do but haven't, like starting an exercise program, or taking a class, or going on a trip, or introducing yourself to someone, or joining a club or organization. I mean, is it the discomfort of the unknown that's stopping you? And if you want to move in the direction of embracing discomfort for growth or learning, well, here's some things to think about. So why do you want to be uncomfortable? Well, life is not always comfortable. Discomfort will come along for no other reason than the fact that you're alive. I mean, hey, even if you could stay in your jammies watching TV all day, you'd still get hungry, bored. You'd have to get up and do something. I mean, what kind of life is that anyway? Another thing is that there are areas of your life where you already accept discomfort because there's a great payoff in doing so. For example, I mean, getting up to work, that's uncomfortable sometimes when it's cold and dark, but you do it anyway. Going to the dentist is a perfect example. Nobody likes going to the dentist. I mean, sometimes it's painful, but we endure the discomfort because we want to keep our teeth, I assume. Working out is another example. Number three is discomfort by itself won't kill you. I mean, it might make you grumpy, angry, scared, or nervous, but rarely does anyone die from just discomfort. I would also suggest that you need discomfort. I mean, that's how life gets your attention. You're forced to take action, even if you don't want to. For example, I don't have time to eat, but I'm so hungry I can't think straight, right? Or, 
I really don't want to take my car to get it smogged and registered, but if I don't, I'm going to have to pay more money and maybe get a hefty ticket. So you need discomfort to move you to action. Also, discomfort makes life worth living. I mean, there is discomfort in uncertainty, right? But if all you ever had in your life was certainty, if you totally knew what was going to happen all the time, well, you might just do something to screw it up to make it more interesting. People do it all the time, right? Create drama if life gets boring. So discomfort makes life worth living. And the final thing I would suggest to you is that you can feel uncomfortable, you can feel the discomfort and not let it stop you. So when you're uncomfortable in a new situation, you can simply acknowledge that to yourself. You can say, I'm uncomfortable, but I don't need to let it stop me. So in our exploration of our minds and what we can do with this experience of life, we want to be conscious and aware of our process. And what I mean by that is how we deal with what comes up. I call that our process. And if you can step back and say to yourself, oh man, this is making me uncomfortable, then you can start to dive into that process of being made uncomfortable. So you can say, I'm uncomfortable. This is making me uncomfortable. And then you can ask yourself, what is it about this thing that's making me uncomfortable? Do I have a choice here? Is this discomfort worth experiencing right now? Is there a payoff? I mean, there might be and there might not be. I mean, there's no point in being uncomfortable if you're outside and it's cold and you want to get a jacket. I mean, that doesn't see any point in that unless you're trying to become a Navy SEAL or something. I mean, put on a jacket. So I'll give you my own example of something that happened to me recently. So I went to a meeting of a chapter of an organization, a lo local Los Angeles chapter of an organization that I've never been to before. I'd been invited by some members of that organization. So I knew people that I knew were going to be there. So I got there kind of early and I kind of hung out a little bit before actually walking into the room where the event was being held. So when I went in there, I realized that I didn't know anybody there. I didn't recognize anybody. I didn't see the, the people that had invited me. And I started to feel really uncomfortable. Nobody said hello, nobody greeted me. I said hello to somebody, but they just went about their married way like they were uncomfortable saying hello to me. There was no registration table that I could see and I was just standing there feeling really awkward. Like, what do I do now? Everybody else was involved in conversation, so <laughs> I bailed, right? I just walked out of the room, and then I walked around, and I thought about walking out to the parking lot, and people were looking at me, and I'm feeling, like, really self-conscious. So, remember in last week's podcast, we were talking about our stories and how we make up stories? Well, there was a very old story at play there, and I, I, quite honestly, I thought I'd let go of it. And the story was that I'm not good at networking and I'm not good at these kind of business functions, etc. And the reason that story came up was because on that day I was feeling a little disempowered. I'd been sick. I was still kind of congested. I had this nasty rash on my neck. I wasn't feeling as strong as I usually am. So this old story kind of got a hold of me. So I'm walking around out there kind of looking for something to do and I said to myself, this is ridiculous. Get back in there and talk to somebody. Come on, you know how to do this. 
So I walked back in and I walked right up to a group of people and engaged in conversation. I was able to move through the, through the discomfort when I recognized and addressed my own process of dealing with the situation and it turned out to be a, a very good experience, actually. So as a hypnotherapist working with people that are trying to move through discomfort, the reason hypnotherapy is effective in creating change is because it helps our mind become comfortable with the new and the unfamiliar. So one of the things we do with hypnotherapy is we have people imagine themselves going through uncomfortable situations and this allows their mind to become much more comfortable with the situation. So when they're actually in the situation, they feel less discomfort and more able to engage with whatever's going on. So let me give you a challenge. Try this on. Every time you feel uncomfortable, see it as an opportunity for growth. Embrace discomfort. Welcome it. If you're uncomfortable, it simply means that you're alive and growing. And I would suggest that that's a good thing. <laughs> Thanks for listening. So let me ask you, did you like this podcast? Did you get something from it? If you don't know already, you can access this podcast by subscribing to Ted In Your Head on iTunes. You can also listen on SoundCloud or Stitcher, or you can go to tedmoreno.com slash podcast and listen to all the episodes there. You can also find the latest podcast by liking my page on Facebook. Just type in Ted A. Moreno, Certified Hypnotherapist on Facebook, and I'll pop up. I'm also on Google+, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube, and I sure would love to connect with you. And if you want to contact me directly, just go to tedmoreno.com and click on the contact menu and leave me a little message and I'll get right back to you. So thanks so much for listening. I'm always open to suggestions. And if there's any topic that you'd like to hear more about, don't hesitate to contact me and let me know. Thanks and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Ted In Your Head. This podcast has absolutely nothing to do with TED Talks or TEDx or any other TED except me, Ted Moreno. Thanks to Zach Shaw for his assistance in producing this podcast. For more information, you can go to my website at www.tedmoreno.com. Please connect with me on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Google+. And remember what Q said to Picard. The exploration that awaits you is charting the unknown possibilities of existence.